0: Good morning, everyone. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. If any of the kids want to come up and help sing, that would be great.
1: and Church. We are the Wheeling family. I'm Chad. I'm Jennifer. I'm there. I'm Devin. I'm Lord. We are new members to this church. If
2: this is your first time here, remember to pick up a welcome bag. You can receive it at the Connection Center or the Welcome Desk.
1: And please take a moment
0: and look in your bulletin to find the Friendship card where you can update your information or sign up to receive our newsletter. On the back is a place to express prayer concerns, blessings, or notes to the staff. Thank you for being with us today and please enjoy the service. Good morning, and we do welcome you to Pendleton Center United Methodist Church, all of you who got the memo that the clock's changed. (laughs) It's great to see you this morning. Uh, We have a couple of clipboards getting passed around. They're starting at the front and going back, so when it comes to you, just pass it behind you, and when it gets to the end, just leave it. Um, The first one is for fish fries. We're in the Lenten fish fry season, which means we serve a fish fry every Friday night, and it's a great opportunity to volunteer and become part of that ministry. Uh, It's a great outreach to the community as we invite them in and they're just astounded at how how well everyone works together and has a great time doing it. So invite you to sign up for that. Also we have a sign-up sheet going around for the Seneca Street United Methodist Church. We serve a dinner there in that community once a month. So please check out those two clipboards. Also we have um, hospice bouquets. There are bouquets of flowers available out in the Fellowship Hall there to support hospice. So please support that ministry and pick up a beautiful bouquet of flowers. There's a membership class today. Now this is for if you wanna join our church or if you just wanna learn more about our church. So I encourage you to, to do this. this it, it's today from 2 to 4.30 and also offered Wednesday from 6 to 8.30. So if you wanna participate in that, you can see Pastor Lisa or um, see Julie out at the Welcome Center. Tomorrow night at seven o'clock, we are having uh, the adult fellowship group is having Denise Reichard here and she will be portraying Dolly Madison sounds like an interesting time so that's tomorrow at 7 let's prepare for worship by praying to our God gracious and loving God we thank you for the opportunity to gather here together a body built in your name we pray that you fill us this day with your spirit the presence and the power that we may be filled to overflowing, experiencing your wonder. We pray, Lord, that everything we say and do in this worship experience glorifies you. May your name be praised. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hear these words from the Gospel of John, chapter 13, verses 34 through 35. Jesus said, a new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another by this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another this is the word of the lord thanks be to god i'd like to invite you all to stand if you're able as we sing together christ for the world we sing
2: song the newborn souls whose days reclaimed from error's ways inspired with hope and praise to
0: christ be belong I'd like to invite the girl scouts to come for- no nope. girl scouts are not coming in huh <laughs> they're coming It's Girl Scouts Sunday and we have some Girl Scouts here to come and join us and worship along with us.
1: On my honor, I will try to serve God and my country to help people at all times and to live by the Girl Scout law. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all.
0: up with one another with the peace of the spirit. I'll take that. I'd like to invite any kids to come on up. Are there any kids that want to come on up? Come on, guys. Come on up and join us.
3: they all come. <gasps> there you are. Hi. Well, good morning. good morning. Good morning. I want you to imagine something for a minute. Okay? I want you to imagine that you're on your way to school or preschool or wherever it is that you're going and mom packed you a nice lunch. Can you pick up your lunch? Can you pick it up? Yeah. There it is. Picking it up and open your bag and look inside. Yeah, what kind of sandwich is in there? What kind of sandwich do you have? have you have peanut butter? What kind of sandwich do you have? Yeah. Jelly? What kind of sandwich? What kind of sandwich do you have? Yeah? How about tuna fish? Does anybody have tuna fish? I like tuna fish too. And maybe is there, is there an apple or an orange in there? Yeah? Is there maybe a granola bar or something else like that in there too? Now I want you to imagine something else. I want you to imagine that you see somebody, maybe somebody like me, only I'm short. Pretend I'm short. And I'm standing and all the kids are sitting around. And they're all having lunch at the table and they're all talking. And I'm just kind of over here. I don't have any lunch. I don't have any money to buy lunch. And I'm not sitting with any of the kids. What are some of the things that you think Jesus might want you to do? Share what? Share maybe maybe share some of your lunch? What else might Jesus want you to do? Maybe maybe share your lunch your share your milk money so that so that there could be something. Yeah maybe tell a teacher who could come and help too right what about if there was a chair what if there was a chair right next to you with nobody sitting in it would you invite me to come and sit down you would would you invite me would you invite Pastor Sherry to come and sit down if they didn't have anywhere to sit now I'm gonna ask you another one what if there weren't any seats at all do you think would you pull up a chair would you pull up a chair? Would you get up out of your own chair? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you would want someone who didn't have any lunch to have something to eat, wouldn't you? And you would want someone who didn't have a place to sit to have a place to sit, wouldn't you? And you'd, you'd invite them to sit with you yeah that's important do you know why that's important because that's what jesus would do isn't it when jesus friends who all came to listen to him didn't have anything to eat jesus asked his disciples what have you guys got have you guys got any food because these people don't have anything have you guys got any food at all And they said sure we've got some yeah they had some and you know what they did they shared it and Jesus made it to be way more food than they even had because they were willing to share God blessed them and gave them so much food that they had food left over God can do that can't God yeah God can do that isn't that cool I can't do that, but God can do it, right? Can you do it? You can't do it, but God can do it, right? So who are we supposed to trust for everything we need? God. Do you have anything you're thankful for?
1: Family. My family and friends. Family. My brother. My sister. And she's a Girl Scout. My brother
3: amen all right let's pray heavenly father what a blessing it is to know that we can trust you to take care of everything we need you take care of us and you take care of our families and you take care of our friends we just ask now that you would help us to know how to take care of other people just like jesus does because we want to be like jesus in jesus name we pray amen all right off to church school Thank you.
0: wanted to quickly share a our mission moment this morning is for the youth mission trip um, once a year for several years now we've been taking the youth on a trip um, to go help families in need and the, it's a wonderful experience for the youth it's a wonderful relational experience um, yes they learn to do all sorts of really practical things we've done roofing and siding and flooring and all drywall all kinds of things so they're learning practical things, but more importantly, they're they're becoming more aware of people in need and they're becoming relational as they bring forth God's hope. A lot of times these families have lost hope and having youth come forward and being willing to give of themselves gives these people a leg up, an extra helping hand, and helps them to see God in motion and gives them a sense of hope. It builds relationships, this trip does, between the youth and God as they experience God through giving in acts of mercy in that way. It also builds relationships with the youth and the Christian adults. It builds relationships with the youth and each other. And it's a powerful experience that goes far beyond just helping people because helping people is more than just the physical needs, it's the emotional and spiritual as well. And so I'd like for you to prayerfully consider Giving to the Youth Mission Trip Fund. I also wanted to invite um, Connie Clifford up because it's Girl Scouts Sunday and she has a thankful moment. You want to go up there?
4: Good morning. My name is Connie Clifford and I'm here as a representative between the Pendleton Center Church and the Girl Scouts. I'm here today to stand in for Victoria Gaglione. She couldn't make it today, and she did our thankful moment for us. She's been Girl Scouting for 12 years. While she, some people still think of us as just cookies, campfires, friendship bracelets, Girl Scouts are so much more. We are, or will become, big thinkers, groundbreakers, and role models. And yes, we do sell the best Girl Scout cookies on the planet. <laughs> Have you ever wondered how will Girl Scouting help out my daughter? I'm here to let you know she will learn a lot. Gain courage, confidence, character are just some of the things she will learn. I chose to do my Girl Scout project which is equivalent to a Boy Scout Eagle project for those of you who don't know. I chose it at Lakeview Animal Sanctuary. Many of you know the place right here in Pendleton. I built Designed and am working on a barn for Sandy to hold her chickens and her ducks. It is a 24 by 16 building. It is a large undertaking, and yet I have found the courage and the time to do this with my fellow scouts. I also did my silver award there. I built 70 birdhouses, which are on her property. For my bronze award, I collected 2,000 pounds of food for the animals at the SPCA. That is literally equivalent of a ton of food. So when it comes to Girl Scouting, set the bar high, raise the roof, and after all, you all understand that the word girl stands for go-getter, innovator, risk taker, and leader. And that is what I hope to become someday. I thank the Girl Scouts, and I thank this church for letting me partake.
0: awesome wow the girl scouts are a wonderful ministry in this church and uh, we're grateful to have them and all that they contribute and god is blessing the girls god is blessing each and every one of us and so as we reflect on just how good god is let's return our gifts ties and offerings to the lord Lord, we thank you for your many blessings. And we praise your name this day as we give back a reflection of our gratitude, our incredible love for you. May these gifts go forward in your name, changing the world, transforming the world in your likeness and in your love. May your name be praised, amen. Please be seated. Wanted to uh, share a couple of joys and concerns. Uh, the fish fry, we I got there again quarter after six, and they were out of fish again, which is a good problem. And we were out of fish. I mean, we they was it was packed. Seven hundred and thirty-four dinners. It was busy. So remember those clipboards going around. So you sign up for that. <laughs> um, we also do have uh, many concerns, um, some that I want to share with you. Uh, please keep Chet Dombrowski in your prayer. He's just going through some um, health issues. John Zimmerman's surgery went really well, but please pray for quick healing, and we are waiting on the results of his biopsy. Also, please pray for Pastor Tom. Um, Pastor Tom had some stomach issues and in the process got dehydrated, and he is now in the hospital. And so, um, you know, I got a word from Pastor Jackie this morning that he's starting to get better, but they're keeping him just to make sure everything is good. But they are requesting no calls or visits. Just let him get better. Uh, you, know, you know, I don't want to do that. Um, but, yeah, please lift up Pastor Tom as well. We do know that many people have things in their hearts and that God is a good God. So let's turn to our Heavenly Father in prayer. Gracious and loving Lord, we come to you this day proclaiming your name, proclaiming your greatness, knowing that you are good. But sometimes, Lord, things don't seem so good and we struggle. We pray for those, Lord, that we care about, that are struggling, that are having health issues. We pray for the people that are having problems in their physical body, that your healing touch will be upon them. May it be your will that their healing occur, that any brokenness, any pain, any disease be cast aside, be stripped away. We thank you for the healing you're doing in your people. We pray that you'll be with doctors and nurses, guide their hands, give them your wisdom. Surround the people that are hurting physically with Your touch that they may experience, your comfort. Help them to be supported by a community of faith. Help us to see, open up our eyes, open up our hearts, and help us to be there for these people who are struggling. Help us to be filled with your love. Give people who are struggling your strength. And the people that are caring for them, lift them up, Lord. Take their burden. We pray, Lord, for those who are struggling in their minds, those who are having anxiety and depression. The worries, Lord, can weigh on us, and we pray that you'll take that aside. Help us to trust you, to lay our burdens at your feet, to lean back in your loving arms and give it all to you. Lord, it's hard. Help us to trust you. And fill our minds with your love, your goodness, your righteousness, and your peace. May your peace abound in our minds and in our hearts. We pray for our families that struggle so much with priorities and and difficulties. And we pray that you will be a powerful presence in our families, that... We will draw closer to one another and closer to you. Help us to prioritize our lives around what you would have us to love, what you would have us to do. Lord, we lift up our families that you may carry us through. We pray for our church, that you will give us your wisdom and your vision, your discernment, and even your conviction, Lord. Help us to see what you need us to change and what you need us to do. Inspire us, set our hearts on fire that we may be able to proclaim your name and change the world for you. There are so many, Lord, that don't know you and we pray that you will touch their hearts, that their hearts will be moved to Draw closer, help us to be a part of that, that we may be a great witness for you. But this day we lift up the names of the people we know and love who need you. Lord, you are a great God and you are a good God and in all things we trust in you we love you because of your great love may your name be praised amen now let's hear from the word of the lord
1: Seven, they replied. He told the crowd to sit down on the ground. When he had taken the seven loaves and given thanks, he broke them and gave them to his disciples to distribute to the people, and they did so. They had a few small fish as well. He gave thanks for them also and told the disciples to distribute them. The people ate and were satisfied. Afterward, the disciples picked up seven basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. About 4,000 were present. After he sent them away, he got into the boat with his disciples and went to the region of Dalmanutha. The Pharisees came and began to question Jesus. To test him, they asked for a sign from heaven. He sighed deeply and said, why does this generation ask for a sign? Truly, I tell you, no sign will be given to it. Then he left them, got back in the boat, and crossed to the other side. The Disciples had forgotten to bring bread except for the one lift they had in, left with them in the boat. Be careful," Jesus warned them. "Watch out for the yeast of the Pharisees and that of Herod." They discussed this with one another and said, "It is because we have no bread." Aware of their discussion, Jesus asked them, "Why are you talking about having no bread? Do you still do you still not see or understand? Are your hearts hardened?" Do you have any eyes but fail to see, and ears but fail to hear? And don't you remember, when I broke the five loaves for the 5,000, how many basketfuls of pieces did you pick up? Twelve, they replied. And when I broke the seven loaves for 4,000, how many basketfuls of pieces did you pick up? They answered They answered seven. He said to them, Do you still not understand? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
4: Love you, Maxie. Love you, Duke.
1: Sleep tight, boys.
2: Hey, little guy, this place is so great. Uh huh. By the way, that is, that is one gorgeous bed.
1: Yeah, it's okay.
2: Maybe we could share. You know, one night you get the bed, the next night I do. That kind of thing. You know, this bed is mine. You, you get an old blanket. That suits you. You're an old blanket kind of a dog. (laughs) Wow, you are stubborn. Hey, I, I get it. I'm stubborn, too. But we gotta learn to get along. Wait, what are you... How about we can both fit in this bed if we really no, try to no. it. no. in there? No, wait. Ah. Ah. Perfect. This is comfy, ah. right? No, it is not. Ah. Ah. I'm comfy. Duca's is ruining our lives. He's ruining... It's an emergency that you get rid of this dog. He stole my... And he's scary, and he's frightening, and he's the death of all good things! Aw, you did a cutie pie! We'll play tomorrow, buddy, okay? Okay, sleep well. Are you trying to get rid of me? Before I answer that, I'd like to know how much you heard. So that's how it's gonna be, huh? Oh, man, are you making me angry! And when I get angry, I do this! And I don't want to do that! I need this place! And if it's gonna come down to you or me, it's gonna be me!
3: Thank Anna, it was Anna Sophia who read right? Thank you so much for reading the scripture. You did that beautifully. Did you hear what the little dog said to the big dog? "You're an old blanket kind of a dog. That's right. That's the way to get along with others in the world. to esteem others as better than ourselves, like the Bible teaches. When did we become a dog-eat-dog dog kind of a world? Most people seem to get, be out to get the best for themselves, and they don't worry about the needs of other people. But Jesus teaches us a better way, the way to love others as Jesus loves us. We see in our scripture lesson That Jesus was becoming really, really popular among the people in his region. Large crowds were following him because he was performing miracles, healing people, and teaching them the truth like they had never heard it before. This crowd had been out in the desert for three days, and by now they had no food left, if they had brought any to begin with, and they were hungry. Jesus noticed the condition of the people. Did you ever notice that about Jesus? He always seemed to notice what was going on with the people around him. He always seemed to notice when they needed something. And he realized that they must be hungry. The scripture says he had compassion on them, so he fed them. This is the second story of a miraculous feeding that we find in Mark's gospel. The first one, feeding of the 5,000, that's the one we usually think of, isn't it? It's very similar. That time, Jesus was teaching the crowd in a place that wasn't near anything. It was getting late. Jesus told his disciples, you give them something to eat. This time, He simply turns to them and says what do you have do you have anything maybe he's hoping they'd remember what happened the first time I mean you'd think they remember five loaves and two fish becoming enough for 5,000 people once again they're in the wilderness far away from any source of food there's no wagmans down the street no tops across the street from wegmans not even a 7-eleven on the corner but these are the people of the bible you'd think they would remember the stories about about how god always provides for god's people like the story of moses and his people in the desert being given manna bread from heaven when they were hungry and water from the rock when they were thirsty Even so, Jesus had compassion on them. Remember, we heard earlier in the service that Jesus told his disciples, love one another as I have loved you. Jesus was concerned about the crowd and, in terms of their whole being. He had fed their spirits. But they were physical human beings. Their bodies needed food, too. He couldn't send them home on an empty stomach. They might collapse along the way. He knew they needed his help. He knew they needed his love. He was demonstrating his great love for others and being the finest example of God's love and compassion so that they would learn compassion too but his disciples they didn't remember the other miracle that had so recently happened are we like that do we forget all the great things god has done for us when we find ourselves in need again The ways God has healed us from sickness and provided our daily bread day after day after day. Do we think God can't or won't be there for us? Won't take care of us again? The disciples, they were being very reasonable, very practical. They asked, where do we find food in this remote wilderness? Why did Jesus lead us here in the first place? They were still not able to understand and fully believe how Jesus actually works. They had seven loaves of bread and a few small fish. They didn't have a lot, but they had some. What could they do with such a small amount in such a large, large crowd? What do we do? What do we do when we see someone hurting and we can do something about it? Even if it's a small thing. Do we help them? Or do we worry that we won't have enough for ourselves? If we give away the little that we do have maybe you have given it away maybe you're one of those folks who has committed an intentional act of love that's what we're talking about this Lent season isn't it doing intentional acts of love that show God's love for us God's love for all people in the midst of whatever our circumstances happen to be Maybe you've seen a guy who was hungry out on the street and bought him lunch. Maybe you decided to pay for the meal of somebody behind you in the drive through line. Perhaps you donated a couple of pounds of hamburger for the Seneca Street dinner. Thursday night dinners at First Church in the Falls. It's not necessarily a big thing, but it made somebody feel as if another human being cared about them. Some people read this story in the scripture. They say that what really happened was that a couple of people in the crowd had some food kind of hidden away and saving it for in case it got long. And they pulled it out and they started sharing it a little bit. And as they started sharing it a little bit, all the other people in the crowd started bringing theirs out and sharing theirs. And that's how come they had enough. They brought out the food that they were hiding for themselves and shared it among one another. You know, maybe somebody had some bread. Somebody else had a jar of herring. Somebody else had some chips and salsa, you know, like a Methodist potluck. Pretty soon, there was enough to feed everybody. Isn't that a great story? I don't believe it. I don't believe that. Not for a minute. I think a miracle happened verse 8 says that everyone ate and was satisfied and when the leftovers were collected they found out they had more than they started with seven big baskets full seven big baskets from seven loaves of bread four thousand people were fed that's a huge crowd and they were probably only counting the men not all the women and children that might have been with them who were also fed think about it we served about 740 or thereabouts fish fries on friday and thought that was like a big deal and it was imagine well over 4000 meals but this story is not only about the miracles that jesus performed it's really About the disciples giving up their seven loaves of bread they didn't give up three or four they didn't give up six and keep one for themselves they gave Jesus all seven loaves why why would they give Jesus everything they had maybe because they knew the others needed needed it, and, and they actually had gotten to a place where they had the kind of compassion Jesus had. Maybe they did it because Jesus asked for it, and they trusted him to take care of them. Maybe it was because after all that time they had spent with Jesus, they knew that if they served others, they would really be serving You've got to know, miracles like this don't happen all the time. We don't see, you know, we, we don't walk into Wegmans and buy a loaf of bread and hand it to somebody and, and wind up getting way more back in terms of actual physical bread. God doesn't intend for us to live off him in a constant stream of those kinds of miracles. He expects us to do what we can do because of how he has blessed us. He expects us to work and help each other. Yes, on that day, he gave them a bunch of fish sandwiches. But then he sent them away. It was time for them to go home. He reminded them, after the miracle had happened, that they needed to go back to their normal daily lives. When Romney and I we're just starting out it was a long time ago we haven't been together as long as some of you have been together with your wives or husbands but it's been a long time i think 34 years in june yeah that sounds right well back then we were raising four kids and we didn't have as much as we have now not even close other people helped us out People from our church who had kids that were older than ours, they gave us what they didn't need. We got their leftovers. And we appreciated it. It was helpful. It was important to us. And in a lot of cases, especially with one particular family, those leftovers were nicer than anything we could have afforded to buy new. Later on, when our kids got older, we did that paying-it-forward thing, and we gave to other people who are, were in need, the stuff that our kids didn't need anymore. Wonder what would have happened if all of us who were involved in that giving and receiving would have given something better than our leftovers. we do that, don't we? So often we give our leftovers. We don't always want to give sacrificially. Often we just want to give from our overabundance, skim it off the top, make sure I've got everything I need and more, and just give what I feel like. Do we really trust God to provide for us? Do we really trust God if we give away what we need in order to help somebody else? Do we really believe that God will take care of us if we give of ourselves the way God calls us to give, whatever that might involve? Do we really trust and serve God? Or are we looking for what God will do for us? For miracles... In our own lives to receive the blessing rather than be the blessing for someone else the Pharisees and the religious leaders were not present at this miraculous feeding by the way it happened on the far side of the Sea of Galilee in the region of the Decapolis this was the same area where Jesus had healed the man who was possessed with many demons mostly Gentiles lived there, not his Jewish cultural family. The Pharisees waited to see Jesus when he landed back at Dalmanutha on the Jewish side of the Galilee. These religious people believed in signs, but they didn't believe in Jesus. They wanted proof of his power. They wanted proof of his connection to God. And Jesus had given them lots of signs. They had seen and heard all kinds of things about what Jesus had done, and Jesus refused to give them any more signs. God doesn't need to prove himself to us for us to believe in him. But I've seen miracles. God has worked some through my ministry. I have seen people who from having hands laid on them and being prayed for were healed physically, healed spiritually, some even who received provision of things that they needed, material stuff of the world, just in time, because we prayed. And there didn't seem to be any other way that it could possibly have come to them. But it did. Miracles are meant to strengthen our weakened faith, but they don't prove anything except they prove God's love, they prove God's power, they prove God's compassion for all people. That seemed to be something the Pharisees were lacking. They seemed... To be looking for more stuff more signs from Jesus and Jesus wanted no part of the Pharisees demands for more miracles and signs he took his disciples got into the boat and headed back across the Sea of Galilee while they were in the boat crossing the lake again the disciples became concerned because they had forgotten to bring more than one loaf of bread with them for them all to share They were concerned. Concerned because they were not prepared. They were concerned in case they got hungry. There was nowhere to get bread in the boat. They still thought it all depended on what they did. So Jesus taught them. He said, watch out for the yeast of the Pharisees. Watch out. For the yeast of the Pharisees. What does that mean? Scripture tells us they discussed this with one another and said it is because we have no bread. Aware of their discussion, Jesus asked them, why are you talking about having no bread? Do you still not see or understand? Are your hearts hardened? I think Jesus was warning the disciples not to think like the Pharisees were thinking. Yeast was a symbol of sin to the Jews, of sin that would work its way through the whole dough, through the whole community. It's not right to have to rely on signs and wonders to believe in God. Jesus was talking here about heavenly things. But the disciples were still focused on earthly things. We tend to do that too. Because we are flesh and blood, it's sometimes hard for us to see the divine meaning in life. Yet Jesus took common things, the common things of life, and Jesus made them holy. Everyday bread and wine, like we'll see happen later in in Holy Communion when we celebrate that sacrament. Jesus made everyday bread and wine into a sacrament of grace in his hands. A blessing to the people beyond what their spirit, their physical bodies would need. God made something out of Nothing. God gives abundance where we see scarcity. When we allow God's compassion to enter us and to flow through us, we will truly be able to give away all we have because we understand that it all comes from God in the first place and God will always supply we'll see the blessings pouring out onto our lives. We'll see the blessings pouring out into the lives of all those we come across. for all of that giving I was talking about earlier when we were giving the leftovers, I can also remember times when I gave my last five bucks to somebody who needed it more than I did. And God always provided The minute I handed it over, I'd get home and realize I didn't need it in the first place. I wanted to hang on to it. But God blessed. Jesus' words in the Gospel of Luke tell us about this. Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? Yet not one of them is forgotten by God. Indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. God takes care of us. Have you ever been asked to give it all away? All of it. Very few people in this world are asked to make that kind of a total commitment Maybe people like Mother Teresa come close. They come real close. Jesus gave it all away. He gave his very life for us. And he wants us to be more like him, having compassion for others, giving of ourselves sacrificially. And if we spend more time with Jesus, we will know more of his love. And so we will be able to love more like he loves us. Talking a lot about helping and giving. And who is it that we're supposed to be helping and, and giving to? Just the church? Just us? Us four and no more? This is who we take care of. We, t- we take care of us remember the other side of the Galilee that was the Gentile side the religious Jews had rejected Jesus so he went to the people who were supposedly without the right religion Matthew 25 tells us about helping folks like that then the king will say to those on his right come then the righteous will answer him, Lord? When did we see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in? Or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick? Or go to prison to visit you? the king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. You did for Jesus. We are to love our neighbors. Near, look at your neighbors. They're there. Look at your neighbors. Yeah, we're to love our neighbors near. And we're to love our neighbors... The doors, out the windows, look out the window. Yeah, there's all kinds of people. They're driving by. They're not here. That's sad. As you go out today, I want you to look at the maps in the back um, in the sanctuary overflow. There's a bunch of them. They're all over the walls. Did you see them on the way in? I bet you did. I bet you looked at them and you said, what the heck is this now? Now what are they doing? Well, what we're doing is taking little markers that are out there, too. They're um, on the table or on the uh, stand where the basket is. And what we want you to do is find where you live. Find where you live and just make a dot. I mean, a, a nice little dot. A dot we could actually see if we walked up. Not a, yeah. Make a dot. And that represents where you and your family are. All of those dots represent people. This is not an abstract thing. They are really our church members. They are really our friends in the body of Christ. Christians we can count on to be there for us, and we can be there for them. Christians who will go out with us into the world to reach the least and the lost and the little ones out of the compassion that comes to us for others from God. Faith in God. Faith in God leads to abundance. Faith in God leads to miracles. Lack of faith leads to emptiness. Pastor Tom asked if I would share this story with you. It's a little story. These two turtles. I want you to get this in your, you know, get 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 the image of this in your head. It's these two turtles, and they're sitting there. You know how turtles do? They just kind of move. They get close enough to one another, and the one turtle says to the other turtle, "You got any idea why God does what God does?" Looks back at him and says, "Huh?" And the first turtle says, "God allows poverty. God allows injustice." And famine and and he and he's God he's really strong and he's really just the God of all creation how come when God could do something about that God allows it to be and the other turtle looked at him like turtles look he said hmm You know, I've wondered the same question, except I think sometimes that God's asking me the question. How come I can't do something about it when I can? Does God ask us the same thing? And Think about the yeast of the Pharisees for a minute. What is it really? Is it pride? Is it maybe the desire to make God to be who we want God to be, doing things the way we think God should do them? Were they looking for some kind of magic to convince them about Jesus? If they were doing any of those things, wait, if we are doing any of those things, then we're not really seeking God. We're really seeking what we think we want. Because our faith is not about what God can do for us. It's about what we can do for others in the name of God. There is still so much to do in this world, and the Lord asks us to give of ourselves and serve with compassion. Today, right now in this service, while we're singing, while we're preparing to receive Holy Communion, while we're praying and getting ready to go out in the world, let's dedicate all we are and all we have to acts of intentional love. In the name of Jesus, who gave all he had for us. Amen.
0: because we're so busy. (laughs) Really? I mean, yeah, there's a lot of work, but we're busy, 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 busy all the time. But, you know, we pray that all of us will be so filled with the Holy Spirit that God opens up our eyes, inspires us to move, gives us the ability to to act.
2: In the streets of every village, Every city is soaring soaring and many people live in darkness,
0: every minute, every hour.
2: in the cry of desperation from a billion broken hearts, with the need so great, let
0: everyone, the image of God, and we will act as Christ acted in mercy and love and grace and giving. We want to see God, and we want to be God for others as his witnesses, making a huge impact of love and light. of our hearts that we will experience your calling to move in this world in a mighty way. Please be seated.
3: Jesus gave the disciples and all the people who had gathered the bread that they needed And his body became the bread that we needed when he said, I am the bread of life. We're going to come to the table and receive the bread and the cup. It's blessed. It's holy. And when we take that in, we are holy like God. We're not God. We can't be. But God wants us to become like Jesus. Amen? We were made in the image of God. And we fell. And it's a mess. But when we come before God, when we seek God with all of our hearts, God will meet us. God will strengthen us. And God will bless us with everything we need so that we can be a blessing to others like Jesus was. But we need to prepare our hearts, so let's pray. Heavenly Father,
2: I have sinned.
3: I have not loved you with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. And I have not loved my neighbor As myself. myself. Forgive me, Lord. Lord. Fill my heart with compassion
2: compassion.
3: that I would be able to go out and and pour out your compassion compassion. on all those in need need. with no thought for myself myself. because you you will give me whatever I need. I don't have to worry about it. I can release it to you. I can be open and receive all you have. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have eternal life. This is the hope that we have. That when we give up all we have, like Jesus did, we will have everything we need. God did this. It proves his love. He doesn't have to prove it any other way. So you and I can say to one another, in the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven.
2: In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven.
3: Glory to God. Amen.
2: Sometimes I fail, till Your mercy remains. Should I stumble again, still I'm calling in Your grace. Everlasting,
4: Your light will shine when all else
2: fades. Never ending, Your glory goes beyond all things. Above all else My purpose remains Beyond of losing myself In bringing you praise Everlasting Your light will shine When all else fades Never ending Your glory goes beyond all fame My heart and my soul From the inside of the Lord, let justice and praise become my embrace to love you from the inside of everlasting. So I'll give you control, consume me from the inside out, Lord. Let justice and praise become my embrace, to love you from the inside out, everlasting. Your light will shine when all else fades, never ending. Your glory. Crying out for my soul, cries out for me. Crying out for my soul, cries out to you,
0: Lord. We do see God. We experience God here at the table. It's offered to each and every one of us, a gift given. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away, and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God, and spoke to us through the prophets. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. Your Spirit anointed him to preach good news to the poor, to proclaim release to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to announce that the time had come when you would save your people. He healed the sick, fed the hungry, and ate with sinners. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. When the Lord Jesus ascended, he promised to be with us always in the power of your word and Holy Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he gave thanks to God. Taking the bread, he broke it. And he said, this is my body, which is broken, given for you for the forgiveness of sins. Eat of this often, remembering me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup. And he gave thanks to God and he said, this is the blood of the blood of the new covenant poured out for you, poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Drink of this often, remembering me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us, and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Now let us pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven,
3: is ready, come everyone is welcome if you love God, repent of your sin and seek to live in peace as a disciple of Jesus Christ it doesn't matter if you've been coming your whole life or if it's your first day ever even being in a church, you have come and Jesus wants to meet with you, come to the table, you can also stop at the prayer rail for prayers and anointing of oil you can also light a candle if you'd like with a prayer. God bless you as you come. Come receiving.
0: Stand if you're able.
3: hold God's people in our hearts if we open our hearts up in the first place to receive. Amen? Amen. We have to trust God. And so as you go, may the God of all compassion bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and keep you and make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you. May the Lord grant you all that you need that you may show compassion wherever you go. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Don't forget to mark your map and love all those who come near you.